Toronto proud to announce from Zurich, Men's League Switzerland, from US program, Austin Matthews. Okay, hello, welcome back. I hope everything's going well. Hope you enjoyed the Super Bowl, if that's your thing. But if it's not, no worries, because my bookie's got it all from NBA to the Premier League. Uh, they've got the fastest payouts, best promotions, all the kinds of stuff you could ever want, and from a great customer service team that helps you 24-7. You can even pool your bets together for a bigger payout. And let's say you got a couple big favorites this week. You could parlay your wagers and let you bet multiple games together. And if they all come through, you win big. And so maybe if you're not into football, because it's all over now, you could still sign up for hockey. And I think baseball's starting up again soon and uh, boxing and all that kind of stuff. So uh, my bookie has more lines and better odds for the other player than any other sports book around. If you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. And that means if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. Sounds pretty sweet to me. Uh, and all you have to do is use the promo code THPN uh, to activate the offer. Once again, the promo code is THPN uh, to get your extra cash from my bookie. Uh, bet, win, get paid, have fun, be safe, live and love life. All right, now let's do the show. Okay, here we are with part two, the most exciting part of the Hungry Four Leaves podcast in the Hockey Podcast Network. Oh, yeah, woo uh, This is where I just wildly speculate and like criticize every other team in the league and go, you don't know what you're doing. You guys suck. Um, so let's do it. Let's, let's be crazy and piss some of the fan bases off as much as possible. And let's start off with uh, the winners and losers of the week. Uh, or sorry, halfway part of the season. It's habit. I always talk about the week, but I'm just looking at halfway and how every team projected, you know, from from the beginning and what we were thinking about them and their future and all that kind of stuff. So let's start with a loser. Uh, New Jersey Devils. Now this team, they made a lot of big moves in the summer. They got P.K. Subban. He's supposed to be this big power defenseman. Uh, get a lot of points for them. Uh, then they got Jack Hughes, their number one overall pick. Uh, Nico Heischer, he's supposed to take a step forward, help lead the team. Uh, was it Nikita Gusev? Uh, they got the number one guy from the KHL coming in. Uh, everything looked good, right? You've got scoring from all different angles. You've got you know players that had been around for a little bit. Uh, hopefully being able to pick up their games and contribute more, take more of a leadership role. And you also have uh, Corey Schneider, who... You know, he had all these injuries. He went like a calendar year without getting a win. But, you know, there was this period last year where he came back from injury. He had recovered. He played a little bit. And he actually looked pretty good. If you took that short period of time, you looked at his record, you would have thought, oh, wow, look at him. He's going to be, he might actually be a good goalie again. 
sadly uh, for him and for the rest of our eyes, uh, he didn't get any better. Uh, he's been bad, very bad. And I, I feel for the guy. Uh, I watched him play a lot in Vancouver, and I really liked him. He was always a nice guy. Uh, he deserved to be a number one goalie when he got that contract, but for whatever reason, he's just his career was like this flash in the pan where, you know, honestly, like for a good four years or something, he was one of the best goalies in the league. Uh, look it up. Look at his save percentages. Uh, he was amazing. Um, I think that's one of the reasons that Canucks didn't win the Stanley Cup is if they just played him in, uh, in game six, they might have actually won. Um, but anyway, yeah. Let's, let's relive that again. Um, yeah, New Jersey's just been a colossal disappointment this year. Every player that they got just hasn't played well. Oh, yeah, I didn't even mention that they traded Taylor Hall because of how bad they were uh, in December for not really that much, honestly. Um, and now it's like they fired Ray Shiro. Uh, I think they, they fired their coach. I mean, what are you going to do on this team? To me, it's just another example of a bunch of owners being impatient. I mean, justifiably so. They're probably losing millions of dollars every year. They don't make the playoffs or their their team's subpar and they start having like low attendance or even horrible attendance in the last half of the season uh, because they're clearly not having a good year. Uh, so I, I, like, I get that part. But the thing is, like, Ray Shiro actually honestly was doing a decent job. If you looked at the moves he made in the summer it's not like he paid a lot for Subban other than the cap hit that they inherited um they did win the, the draft lottery so that's not really him but like getting him in the proper position with like decent veterans and players is it's you know it, he was doing a good job of that and he was able to fandangle the whole Taylor alterate it's a pretty big win win in my books and he also helped uh, just give the team a little bit of credibility in their scouting and there's you know they picked up players like Will Butcher and all that so I feel like it was uh, they expected too much too soon sort of like the whole Ron Hextall thing if you had let him be his be the GM for like a couple more years they probably would have turned it around but I think it was one of the situations where when he came in they they thought it was going to change too quickly like, everyone sees a team like Toronto who'd happen to just win the lottery at the right points and just get the exact right players at the right points and go, oh, we should be able to do that. But, you know, New Jersey just, their scouting was horrible for a long time. They almost had no good players left um, since the Lula Morello era. Like, they were really depleted. And honestly, I think there was too much expected of them. Um, but let's talk about the the winner one of the winners of the season Pittsburgh like a lot of people thought that Pittsburgh was going to be one of the worst teams in the league they thought they weren't gonna they were gonna be a bubble team uh, they weren't gonna make the playoffs and that Crosby Malkin are getting old and that team is old and they're stale and they they don't have enough trap they haven't had enough um, good draft picks recently to be competitive and they weren't gonna go anywhere and then when they start getting injuries it was like oh see told you Watch this, they're just going to tank. And it turns out that um, uh, their coach, uh, Johnson, he's a lot better than people think. And he deserves a lot more credit. Actually, it's not Johnson. Let me look up that, double check that. Sorry, it's Sullivan, Mike Sullivan. Uh, I was confused with their last coach who did not do well, who had like 
He had like weird curly hair. That's probably why. They didn't respect him because of his hair. Um, but yeah, Sullivan's done a really good job uh, give, getting them to buy in, have that team uh, mentality, that winning mentality. And it's shown, and it's, it for, for to me, they're one of the biggest winners this year. If they can make it get to the second round at least or, you know, see how far they go or at least have a good playoffs because it shows that um, they're not dead yet. Um, they're not that far away from winning a Stanley Cup if things go right, and they do have good depth on their lineup and just just the right attitude uh, amongst everybody, even if some of their big boys are, are not there. Uh, losers. Probably one of the biggest losers of the season has been um, Nashville. Uh, they they came into the season, they had signed uh, Matt Duchesne, um, they got rid of B.K. Subban, they had a rookie come in, kind of replace him. Well, like second-year player. Um, and they, you know, a couple years ago, they went to the Stanley Cup final. Uh, they Everyone thought, okay, they're going to keep pushing every year. Um, but they've just fallen back, and they had to fire their coach. Uh, it hasn't really changed much. They're, they're kind of on the peripheral. Uh, they haven't really shown much this week, although I think they had one win. Um, and it's been a struggle for them. And it kind of sucks because... They have a lot of good players. There's a lot of good young players, players that have uh, bought into their system, signed on for more years than they had to uh, at lower cap prices. And, you know, players like Duchesne, who are sought after all over the place, who just chose to go there. And what are they going to do? Um, that That's a that's a tough one. I've I had a couple people point out that it's their goaltending is really bad, which it has been bad. Soros is one of the worst. Renee's been getting old. Uh, they're probably the team that I think should trade for Georgiev, most of all, like cap space-wise and just like what they have around their team. Like if they just had that, uh, I think that would make a big difference. Um, but yeah, right now they look like one of the biggest losers of the year, and it's going to be possibly a rough second half if they can't change, can't change this. Um, winners this year, I know this is going to be sound kind of like a middle ground winner, but uh, Florida. So for the past few years, they've just been crappy, crappy, crappy. And they they were always always out of the playoffs by, like, mid-season. And then they'd have this weird run where they're like, oh, maybe they'll do it, maybe they'll do it. Oh, no. Um, but this year, they've been consistently fighting for the playoff spot. Uh, while I did criticize um, their goaltending quite a bit, and it's deservedly so, it shows you how good they are uh, under Quenville otherwise. Uh with such bad goaltending. Like, if they just had better goaltending, they could be a top five, top ten team in the league, uh, hands down. Um, I hope Toronto crushes them soon. Uh, but it's not some team I would sleep on because they have done really well. Their fans have been suffering for a long time, much like a few other fan bases. And, yeah, hopefully they'll they'll turn it around, but they won't push the Leafs out. I'd love to see them versus Tampa Bay somehow. Uh, I know what that implies. It implies who Vancouver, uh, who the Toronto's going to play, but just you know, just bear with me. You know, could be a good story. Um, and I'd say the biggest loser of the season, I gotta say it, is San Jose. Now I basically have been dancing on their grave since like early in the year. Um, there was that one blip in the year where they looked like they could be decent, but they've just. They're falling out of a playoff spot. Uh, they lost their captain. They had to bring back Marlowe as like a motivational 
thing, which kind of worked. Um, they might have to buy out their goaltender. Uh, they they did sign Carlson. You know, yay, they got him for $10 million, which, you know, he's not playing too bad. You know, he's doing Carlson things, but I've said this before. When you have two, a lot of really talented players, uh, there's only so much ice time. And having Carlson and Burns on there, yeah, they could kind of 50% of the time you're going to have, or 50% of the time you're going to have one, and the other 50% of the time you're going to have the other. That's great. That's amazing. But it does cause a problem that if, uh, you know, you can only give the premier space to somebody, right? You can't give it to both of them. And so it's going to bring Carlson's numbers down. So you're not getting 100% effectiveness of him. Maybe on the power play, uh, maybe sometimes in the playoffs. We'll see. But it hasn't worked out for them. And if that draft pick uh, turns out to be a top five, oh, in this draft, man, Ottawa was the joke of the draft last year because of what they, you know, they screwed up in the Duchesne trade and all that kind of stuff, which I don't think a lot of people actually saw that coming. But uh, they just misread their team badly kind of like San Jose has, so this is sort of like what goes around comes around justice. It's like, well, you can have Carlson, but uh, we'll just take a, a top five player who could be like a number one defenseman, a top centerman, or a top winger for the next like 10 years uh, at a way lower cap hit, probably, unless they turn out to be amazing, which like I'm pretty sure they would appreciate that problem. So that could turn the team around. Like if you think about it with their two draft picks this year, uh, if they get two of them in the top six, top eight, even maybe like say they get number one and like number seven, that could remake their team like instantly overnight. They just might need a goaltender or something, which they could take that Russian guy. Um, but yeah, they're obviously to me the biggest loser of the season. Uh, it's it's not even close. Uh, it's kind of scary. I sort of I would feel bad for the fan base, but they've had a lot of good years. I think it's time. Like you guys can suffer a little bit, so the other. The other teams in the league can have a chance at the top, like, you know, maybe Arizona or something. And the biggest winners of the year, who is a team that's really inspiring, I love to watch them play uh, when it's not the Leafs aren't on, and that is the Columbus Blue Jackets. They are a number one example of how a team, uh, a dedicated team play can actually win games above a team that has maybe a lot better skilled players but just play, pay, play for themselves. So they've had uh, gold, their top goaltender, their Vesna winner, leave them in Bobrovsky. Uh, they have Panarin, who was like essentially their forward MVP, you know, 80 points a year, whatever he's going to get. Um, and they're better because of it. It's like you remove those players that are trying to not be rude, but sort of selfish in a way. And it's improved the team. Like Tortorella, I think, deserves the Jack Adams if this team makes the playoffs and or at least be top consideration. Uh, and if he gets them in any type of like good standing, like third or fourth or second in their division and they have home ice, he better win the Jack Adams because it's amazing what he's done. And he's a great person, honestly. You should listen to some interviews with him. He's just a great dude. Uh, you know, he helps rescue animals and stuff like that. So I, I really have a lot of respect for him. But what he's done for that team, uh, what he's done for the players, uh, he's turned them around. They really believe in the system. Uh, I feel really good for their fans having that that year last year where they traded everything and you think, oh, they're just going to suck. But they didn't. And clearly, uh, Yarmo Kekalainen, their uh, GM, was correct when he said, you know what, we're going to go in all of this year because I believe in our prospect pool. We have the players to make it up in there. It might be 
we might not be as good next year, but it's not gonna we're not gonna fall off the cliff anytime soon. So far, he's been right, and to me, if they make the playoffs this year, they are the biggest winners this year, and I really hope they do, and I hope they play like Pittsburgh or something, because I feel like that would be an amazing playoff series. I'm so pumped for the playoffs, by the way. Like, I know it's still like two months away, but I get super excited. I usually watch almost every game, uh, although I'll probably have finals or something, so, you know, try to squeeze that, squeeze the studying in between, you know, checking the games. Um, but yeah, they're the biggest winners of me for me this season. I love that team. They're great to watch. And if you haven't got a chance to watch them and you the Leafs are having an off night, uh, tune in because you will enjoy it. Um, so news of the week. Uh, there was the uh, the Buffalo fan boy that called in, Dwayne, who just like shredded the team. And now there's like hashtag we're all Dwayne or something trending. <laughs> it's just like I hate things about Twitter and internet, but I love that about uh, the internet. Like the memes that just spread when like somebody becomes like a local hero uh but he's just highlighting how rough it's been for the buffalo fans who their arrival yeah but they're, they're also really great fans they follow hockey a lot i constantly hear that in the ratings like even when buffalo's out they still watch the playoffs a lot and that team has tried to spend money to solve their problems it hasn't worked uh their drafting has been abysmal which is probably one of the main reasons they, they're they not very good. Uh, their development's been abysmal, and they've had what, the third GM for Jack Eichel since he's been there, and yeah, it still, um, still hasn't worked out for them. And like, how long is Eichel going to take this before he's like, I got to go, guys. I can't handle this anymore. Uh, so there's, there's all that piling on, and now clearly they're 10 points out. It would take a freaking miracle. They Like, they'd have to win, like like 25 out of 30 games or some stupid number to have a chance. Uh, it's, it's not good. Um, and it was interesting to see that. And I just, I feel for them. Uh, and I promised I would talk about the Truba trade. So Jacob Truba, um, he's making $8 million. He's played 50 games. Uh, he's got seven goals, 16 assists, 23 points, and he's a minus eight. The player he was traded for was Pionk, who makes $3 million. Has played 53 games, has five goals, 28 assists, and 28 points. So right now, currently, Pionk is 10 points ahead of Truba. And he's an extra plus 11 ahead of him. Now I know, oh, plus minus doesn't mean anything. Uh, and, you know, uh, Pionk's, Pionk's got a better team around him, better offensive players. That's how he gets those numbers. Yeah, that's why Truba got the numbers he got last year. He had better offensive players around him. He's it's, it's not like he's Carlson or something that, you know, he can just pull this all himself. Like, he's probably he's probably better defensively than Pionk. I would give him that. Pionk's not horrible. Uh, so I remember when people were freaking out and laughing at this trade and like, this is horrible. Uh, Winnipeg has no idea what they're doing. It's like, they got a first-round pick and a very serviceable replacement at a $5 million less cap hit. Let that sink in. I mean, if it was possible for the cap and somehow uh, Winnipeg could foresee what JT Miller would become in the Canucks, they could have traded that draft pick for JT Miller and had Miller and Pionk. And their cap hit would, I think, just be below Truba or just above. I, th I can't remember if he's at 4.5 or 5.5. But, yeah, that's a pretty good trade for Winnipeg. I feel like they've won it at this point. Um, I really liked it when I saw it. Uh, 
and the the hockey guy on youtube if you look at his video he breaks it down in a way better way than i am right now but just look at it it's Trib was a good player but honestly i don't know if he was really worth eight million um and when you talk about that whole like team dynamic and you want to be there for the team i feel like he doesn't really have that in the same way now it's perfectly understandable he didn't want to sign for eight years when his fiance didn't want to live there and they wanted to go to new york or a big city or something so she i can't remember what her job was like but she needed to be in a big city i totally get that but you know and no hard feelings if i was a winnipeg fan um but at that point it's like you know what if he truly wanted that like it's better for the team that he's not there uh, and even though they're not going to make the playoffs it doesn't have to do with the difference between pionk and truba has to do with like the turmoil of the uh whole bufflin thing like just creating that big hole there so yeah i feel like that's a win for winnipeg right now and i as i'm more of a fan of winnipeg than i am in new york i hope it continues that way um and the final thing for news of the week was the epic battle of alberta which was crazy weird as an also canucks fan i was just hoping they would burn each other down and destroy each other which they sort of did uh which calgary wins one game and shoot out four to three and then <laughs> uh or up before i get to that you know there was the fight in the game with kachak and cassian which is pretty stupid uh you don't really need to do that just keep checking each other uh cassian clearly kicked the crap out of him uh kachuk fighting him was just a dumb idea he's more of a skilled player and even though he's a pest and he's physical he probably shouldn't be doing getting into fights because they need his offense more than they need him uh physically fighting somebody and then there was the 8-3 game the debacle if you haven't heard about it look it up the crazy crap that happened that game uh the two goalies fought uh mike smith and cam talbot like the goalies that switched teams essentially from Edmonton to Calgary, Calgary to Edmonton, now fought each other, and then got ejected out of the game. And then there was, yeah, there's just all kinds of crazy stuff that happened in that. Uh, I love those kind of games. I love those kind of rivalries. It was kind of nuts when I looked at the score. It's 8-3 Edmonton. Like, I didn't get to see most of the game. I just kind of tuned in back and forth. And then, like, <laughs> I'm looking at the game, like, 7-3. What? And then I was watching it for a little bit. I'm like, 8-3? Whoa. Wow. Um, it was good. I love those kind of things mid-season. Uh, I'd like to see more of them. And I really hope the uh, Toronto-Montreal game has some kind of passion in it this weekend because Montreal's fighting for it and so is Toronto. They're fighting to stay in it. Uh, it should be a really good game. I'm super excited for that one. Uh, I'm definitely going to be watching it, and I hope you all will too. But that's it for me this week. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this was fun. Please like and subscribe, Stitcher, all that kind of stuff. Uh, send us some feedback about how we can make this better, how you, uh, what you enjoy, what you don't enjoy, and we will take it into account because we love you all and we want to do better. So thank you for listening. I will talk to you next time. It's that time of year. Christmas is coming up quick as we're approaching the 25th and our friends at MyBookie want to make your season special with uh, 12 days of gifts. I believe we, we're on like 10 left? No, there's a few left. Um, my bookies are one of the most trusted, reputable sports books in the industry, and this holiday season they are getting into the spirit of giving with 12 straight days of giveaways. It's pretty magical. That's right. Those 12 magical gifts uh, are going to be different every day, every day, and they kicked off the promotion on the 14th with a free parlay for the UFC, 
and they'll keep the gift giving through the 25th. Uh, it's free bets, spins, futures, and more. Uh, well, Santa has this checked off their list. They're going, they've got a little something for everyone, and this promotion you won't isn't something you want to miss. Uh, you know, if you're into gambling, have a little fun. Don't spend too much. Put some of your Starbucks money on it and be all right. Um, and especially with the NBA and NHL in full swing and all the college games, you know, you can really get into the season, uh, do some sports betting. There's parlays, teasers, specials, anything you could ever ask for. MyBookie is here to make Christmas great again. Uh, head over to mybookie.ag right now and use our promo code uh, THPN uh, right now to get half off your initial wagers and start uh, your gambling savings. Make sure to check the site out during this promotion because they've grown it. Got something new every day, and you're going to want to take advantage of these deals. So go to my bookie with the code THPN and start winning today. Okay, no, that was pretty awesome. I feel like I'm the best ad reader of all time, so that's... Thanks for listening to the ad, and please support those who support us. Now back on to the regular podcast. 